0: <sighs> uh, let's check the sound. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 that wasn't good. I've been so fucking yep, yep, sick yep, lately, dude. Yep, 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 yep,
1: yep. I got my kids sick. I'm sick.
0: You have kids, you're fucking sick all the time. Just, that is true, man. That is a... D- they
1: just... Go to school, and they just rub their little fucking snot noses all over the other kids, and then the other kids rub their snot noses into they my kid. They just assume your
0: fucking sick kids are fucking sick, so. Right,
1: and then they come home, and like, Natalie's like, gotten oh! into, like, lying about washing her hands. Like, she'll go in there, and she'll pee or whatever, and she'll come right out, like, ha-ha, like, did you wash your hands? She's like, yes, and she'll fucking put a finger by the corner of her mouth, like, yes, yeah. <laughs> hee And so now I'm sick. You ready for that life? Yeah, no. No? Yeah, no. Well, don't have any kids then, man. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You
0: want me to be that type of dude And I want to be who you like me to But we both know
1: I can't do nothing at all
0: go. Go. So, we go, did something go, tonight. Go, to go, I'm not go. fucking going.
1: So, you know what we did tonight that we don't usually do? We used to do it all the time. <laughs> we opened with a shot. Yeah, we did do shots. But that was before our. Uh, uh, we were guests on the Orlando pod tonight. So, we'll make sure to link you all to, on, on our social accounts and stuff to the Orlando pod that we were on. Did a great 20 minute interview. Those guys were really cool. I think we swore more than they are used to swearing on their podcast. And we actually did do shots. We did shots quietly while it was yeah. happening. <laughs> they were free shots courtesy of Fitzgerald's
0: Bar and Grill. Yep. It's not a grill. F- yeah, no, well, <laughs> they, they Fitzgerald's. food, but
1: Fitzgerald's very nice to us. They bought us shots tonight of some new booze that they've got, a little experimental stuff. So uh, in honor of that, we're going to sing a quick little jingle. Fitzgerald's free alcohol if your podcast is here. Sometimes you
0: get free alcohol, but normally you don't. It's cool generally.
1: <laughs> this is some yeah, JG Wentworth level <laughs> shit right now. That's good stuff. Let's uh, let's well, get away from talking. Yeah, can we not talk about music? I'm, I'm super excited because this is going to be a return to like the normal podcast format after a whole off season of not Thank doing. Fucking that. god. Yeah, we didn't have to invent the the wheel this time. Uh, we're gonna talk. First of all, we're gonna talk about the game that happened against San Jose. We're gonna break it up with a little conversation about uh, ongoing United news. And then we're going to go back and talk about the upcoming game against Orlando, give you everything you need to know and look for on that, and then we'll close up shop with some questions. That's how we usually do it, and thank God we get to do it that way tonight. So you ready for this, seller? Let's do it. All right, the way we usually do it. First question I'm going to ask: the best moment of our game against San Jose. As a reminder, San Jose won three to two. Uh, they went up three to nothing early, and uh, Minnesota fought it back, made it three to two. Scoreline doesn't tell the whole story there. What was your best it, moment it, of the it game? It
0: does not. It, that's I mean leads into my. Best moment of the game. It, it clearly does not. Uh, the scoreline does not flatter Minnesota United, even though it kind of flatters Minnesota United. Um, yeah. Best moments of the games were the Melino goals. Obviously, I was at the watch party uh, in at the Nomad and the the guys were hosting. And yeah, those were great. But they were. I mean, it was this this team actually played really well for the first like 22 minutes, and then they just decided to. Uh, completely shit the bed.
1: A lot of and fecal matter for in like the bed, for yeah. like
0: four minutes, and and San Jose scored two goals. So I mean, obviously the best moment for me. What's the was to- was was the was the, uh, the you know the basically ten minutes when Minnesota United
1: was actually challenging on on that. Yeah, no, it was it was good interplay there, and they're playing nice and proactive. Um, I'll agree. I, let me give you a different one. This isn't even a moment. Uh, how about each uh, each of Heath's three substitutions so he was forced in the first with Christian coming on for Abu so let's not give any credit really there but I mean, yeah. having Christian on is good. Um, I like Dunlady, but the thing is, Dunlady is kind of a pure goal-scoring striker. While Christian can, I think, do a little bit more with hold-up play. He can supply guys around him somewhat. So I, I like Christian as an overall uh, striker. So, especially without a, an attacking midfielder, a true attacking midfielder, I think it's especially important. So, second Aren't you um, the one railing against him as someone who does who doesn't come to the game? Uh, oh, so I, I didn't say that. Uh, Christian does not find the game when it's not coming to him. But as long as he's getting the ball and he's getting service, I think he can do more with distribution and okay. more with holdup. He especially showed that on the second goal the other night. Um, the second, uh, I'll, I'll give Heath credit on the second substitution, Ibarra coming on here for Finley. So two things. First of all, it was probably too late that he brought him on. But, second of all, he brought him in out of position. I mean, he saw an opportunity there. took Finley out instead of Nicholson, put Ibarra over there. Ibarra had a key role on that first goal there. Uh, and, and Ibarra was given kind of license to roam, and he can create overload situations and drag guys out of position to either create space for other guys on our team, or if they don't choose to follow Ibarra, all of a sudden he's streaking out of position wide open maybe for a great through ball. So last sub, um, Colin Warner coming on for Ibsen. Ibsen did not have a good night, and that's kind of Ibsen. He'll have a great night or 11 an awful of one. Colin Warner I'm not a huge Colin Warner fan But he had a good night And I think he saw Leadership And he saw direction And a, a little bit Of clever play I think he played The six roll well A balance between Shielding the back line And kind of playing On the front foot So the subs were good I think it's too bad He had to make those subs Because his starting 11 I think was non-choice But yeah. credit where it's due Hot garbage
0: is the uh, adjective you were looking for there That hot, was what I was looking
1: for Hot garbage Alright so okay. The next thing we talk about We talk about the best moment of the game What was your worst moment Of the game against San Jose
0: Oh uh, That second goal um, I mean the team concedes a goal In that like 25th minute And you're like okay Alright This is fine we'll, we'll, we'll be fine And then immediately Like within 90 seconds They concede a second goal And that's just unacceptable for a team that portends that they are trying to be a MLS playoff contender. Um, This team is not an MLS playoff contender. If you are giving up two goals in 90 seconds to San Jose Earthquakes, sorry, sorry San Jose Earthquakes fans, sorry every other team in MLS, you are not a playoff contender if you are giving up two goals in 90 seconds to yeah. San Jose Earthquake so and th- that's, and
1: that, that's unfortunate I don't, I don't think we have great players but the fact that they're coming one after the other I think says also a lot about the locker room and the coaching and the mindset of these guys that um we've seen it before that it, there's a collapse you as the phrase you like to say is shit the bed which I was going to ask is there like a sleep number that's ideal for shitting the bed like <laughs> for some fecal matter uh, lying on 10? a 10 I don't know ten, yeah. yeah so um that comes down I think in part to coaching you know I i, I I tried to take a balanced look at some things. I just gave Heath credit, you know, I think where some good subs were made. But he's clearly not consistently putting these guys in a mindset either to succeed up front, not concede that early goal, or to recover from it, not let mistakes haunt him instantly. So that, I think, does come down to coaching. Um, I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to say the third goal, and I'll be really brief. The first goal felt like a sarcastic, of course. The second goal felt like a rage-inducing, come on you fuckers and the third goal i think this is the worst reaction of all the third goal was just this numb sort of look i don't even care and that to me is the worst sensation when you have to start telling yourself i wasn't even barely watching anymore anyways that's not a happy place to be so I'll, i'll go ahead and give it the third goal now, not not to be mixed up with the worst moment of the game is our most what the fuck moment of the game. Sometimes are the same, sometimes are different. What was your most I'm WTF just, moment I'm of the game? I'm
0: just gonna say the third goal, man. Like you 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 said it as explicitly as possible, and so yeah. I'm I was see, I'm I
1: was no Cede the floor to you. Yeah. Well, I, I was numb. I, I think we switched on this. So for me, the most WTF moment was the second Orlando goal. Now, And for me, the reason it was a what-the-fuck moment was is, is classic Minnesota. I mean, handing over an unacceptable turnover in the midfield, having no answers defensively to that mistake. Um, I think it was also classic Minnesota in that it represented a major mental lapse after even a single thing went wrong that to me is just such a dark return to form for us uh and i do put that down to coaching as i've already mentioned so that i gave a big what the fuck we were painting tifo that night I, I didn't get to go to a watch party i was watching it from a huge uh, uh, like painting warehouse with the tv on and uh i had the same reaction i would have uh, screaming in a crowd which was like what the fuck
0: that's that's good
1: yeah, yeah. so uh that tifo's
0: gonna be amazing but oh by the way
1: yeah, yeah, I don't want to hype it too much. I'm just kidding. I want to hype it super, super. Yeah. Um, it, thanks to everybody who came out there and helped. There's about 60 people out there throughout the course of the day. Um, if, the you, if you want to
0: see that t you should either buy a ticket to the game or, you know, Home opener on the 17th. Watch yep. it on the 17th. Yeah, it's in a week or a week and a half or so. The
1: the fabric is so heavy that none of us can lift it up. We needed a couple. <laughs> of, we needed a couple of those like uh, pushable forklifts to, to get it out out of there. Um, we we had a big space that was probably about 45 by 30, I would say, and we were only able to house about a sixth of the design at once. So it's gonna be huge. As long as the weight of that fabric doesn't rip it apart at the fucking seams when we lift it up, it's gonna be. A really cool moment for Minnesota Soccer. Cool. So, uh, after the most "what the fuck," we usually talk about the official scorecard. Let's rate baldemiro Toledo on the night.
0: Um, I mean, generally that bad. Uh, B, B-ish.
1: Yeah, I, there weren't high any B, high B-ish. High, B. <laughs> yeah, high B. There weren't any major controversial calls, in my opinion. Um, he's a guy who can go to the reds really quickly and he didn't do that tonight which i i I like but i also think generally he's a good man management type of like he doesn't let the game get out of hand out of control so i I like baldomero toledo i'll give him an a i don't know what else i would want from him so that's yeah that's fine we a lot of times we will rail against a ref i got nothing he's good that's fair so uh, let's move on. We've, we give two awards at the end of each recap of the game. The first one, the next Freddie Adu award for the star of the game. Who was your Freddie Adu award for you know the star what? of the game?
0: It's it's interesting. I, I mean, I would say Molino clearly scored two goals, but for the fact that Ramirez and Ibarra were the guys who set him up for both of those goals. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give my Freddie Molino award to. Uh, Rambara Rambara Yeah Like The fact that Like Ramirez And Ibarra Were the the, Sort of The people Who set up That Those goals So yeah Rambara I kind of prefer Ibiraz That's Terrible Okay. That, yeah. You
1: are terrible. That's, you can, that is fucking terrible. Okay. Well, you can find a new podcast co-host. Yeah. Um, so, so I did give it to Kevin Molino because, uh, okay, the dude got two goals. He dragged the team back into the game, so that's cool. I also think that giving him this award belies a real problem uh, that he still had putting leading passes onto guys that were making runs. We, sh- we were shaking off runs. I still don't think he's, a, he's an excellent distributor out of the center of midfield. The fact that he got two goals – I think hides the fact that he's not great in that role. And it gives more fuel to the fire that somebody like Heath or people who disagree with me would say like, yeah, put him in there. No, it's a great idea to put Molino in there because look, he got two goals. Well, that's not ostensibly the job of a center attacking midfielder. I mean, he can get some goals. Diego Valeri had a truckload of goals last year, but part of that was because Adi was gone and he was making up for that lost ground. His role should primarily be as a distributor and he was not a great distributor on the night. So I'll give it to him. But with a big old asterisk, I guess. So that's fair. I think we both had the same conclusion, yeah. at least. Um, so uh, the the last award we give for the game that just happened is the next Freddie Adu award for the shittiest player of the game. Tell me, who was your Freddie Adu for the I shittiest player?
0: I really want to give it to Boxo and Cavo because they were absolutely shitty. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a twofer here. I'm gonna give it to both Ibsen and Schuler, who were. Fucking Center midfielders terrible. Throughout the match,
1: Ibsen particularly was pretty bad.
0: Ibsen was terrible, and this podcast—if you listen to this podcast—you know how much I love Ibsen and how much David Martin loves Ibsen. We love Ibsen. Ibsen was fucking terrible this game. Um, it didn't matter what in what context.
1: It was just—he was just a bad. He did not pass well. Um, Would have liked to see that Colin Warner sub earlier. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's pretty much. That's pretty much exactly. It. If, if you are getting subbed off for Colin Warner, you're you're <laughs> the worst player in the game. Oh. So,
1: <laughs> I don't know who suffers most in that analogy there, but uh, I don't think anybody comes out looking good. No um i'm gonna go ahead and give it to tyrone Mears. nobody on the defense looked glorious after this but i'm gonna give it to tyrone Mears for a couple of a couple of reasons first of all i think he made more specific preventable mistakes than anybody else in the defense which everybody made their share um i also and i, I hate to say this as a dude who's starting to kind of climb into his 30s but um I, I think his reaction time was too slow he seemed like a half second behind the other people that he was covering uh and and He's 35 years old. I hate to go there, you know, but I think it mattered. I think that, that he doesn't have enough in the tank and physically to overcome for the kind of mistakes either he or the defense collectively is going to make. So uh, that's unfortunate. Okay. Cool. So that that is our recap of the game. It was hard to watch. Uh, hopefully next week we have a ton of positive things to say, but uh, probably as you'll hear in our, uh, our game preview coming up, we may not. So, uh, but let's let's take a little palate cleanser before we get there, and let's talk about other United news. Couple of them, not too many things. Um, I'll let you. I've been saying a lot of words here, so I'll let you give us a couple All right, of news so,
0: items. So, uh, United ha- like wave Simone Dawkins.
1: Um, <laughs> I love this. What a legend. Yeah, he was uh, put his jersey in the rafters.
0: Here's the thing: he was never actually like owned by Minnesota United.
1: Like they owned his rights. So.
0: Cool, I guess that's a I, thing. I love
1: that the only official confirmation we have that they ever picked him up, up off of waivers was that we waived him. Yeah. That was it. That was the yeah. only team confirmation that that even ever happened. What a Minnesota United fucking thing to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, a really awesome Minnesota United thing that happened is that... Uh,
0: sorry, Stacey Hurden was promoted <coughs> to uh, head athletic trainer. Um, she is the first female woman to head that position in mls which is a really awesome thing so good on mls for doing that shit
1: i think it's cool it's cool for her i think it's really cool for the team but let me throw out one thing that i think is easy to overlook if you look at the press release that the team made about her appointment to this position nowhere in that entire release does it mention that she is a woman um, I think it's important to call out that she's the first woman to hold this kind of role in MLS. But I think it's also cool, and I don't need to flash my like, women's soccer credentials to anybody, at least I hope at this point. Um, I think it's really cool they didn't make it about that. They made it about, here's a qualified candidate who's been a servant to the team for a long time, who is excellent at this role, and that's why she's here. They didn't make a big hoopla about, let's release balloons into the air because we did a, a, nice, uh, you know, a nice thing for a woman. That's a cool uh, tack to take with the announcement. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, only one more bit of news. Uh, uh, Believe it or not, United doesn't do a lot that's newsworthy, unfortunately. My my
0: goddamn mic is like falling down. Let me see if I can Um, fix it while you're reading this news item. Yeah, maybe, maybe you can. Uh, So, United has renewed their partnership with 1,500 ESPN for radio coverage of the team. Um, There are some changes. Uh, The The t- t- team deal <laughs> includes play by Bay by Dan Terhar. Um, pre hap and post-game coverage uh, by Brian Piet, Two 30-minute and uh, specials by the TV broadcast team and undefined opportunities for weekly shows and podcasts. Chris Home, friend of the podcast, is uh, unfortunately – he's hanging it up after 25 years. He's done his thing. I feel like he, he's, he's had what he has to say about Minnesota United Soccer on the broadcast airs. That doesn't mean that Chris Lidholm is not going to come on back onto this podcast. He's and, got nothing and, to lose and, now. And tell, and tell some shit. Yeah, you're, you're right. He has nothing to lose. Chris Lidholm is, is gonna he's coming back on this podcast soon and uh it's gonna be lit i hope he's lit sharpening as up his lit uh as fuck.
1: i hope he's sharpening up his hip-hop skills because they're going to be called into action yeah. when he rejoins this podcast so
0: alan merrick i hope you don't have anything to hide because
1: chris Holmes is gonna fuck your shit up <laughs> god all right th- not much news uh, believe it or not i i scoured the internet uh as they call it for, for all the uh, for like signings and stuff yeah Maybe there's a Minnesota United signing that happened out there. I, I did not find it. I can confirm – Addition. this is after the notes Center podcast were made. I can confirm that uh, Abudan Ladi is officially out based on the injury he suffered against San Jose. That's, that's news-ish worthy. Uh, I can confirm that uh, – uh, what's his name? Christian Ramirez is a, uh, a game-time decision there uh, because he took a knock during the game, too. I really, really, really hope he's making it in there. Uh, but not a lot on the, like, signing front, including – Uh, guys like Luis Fernando and when they're going to fucking join the team so I wish this segment were longer for the right reasons yeah that would would be good no it's not good right now it's not good right now all right so anyways uh, that's Minnesota United news Uh, we're going to move on from that we're going to cover our preview of the upcoming game this time it's going to be against Orlando City SC the Purple Lions or whatever they're choosing to call themselves these days Uh, typically we're going to break this down we're going to tell you who's good on the Lions, we're going to tell you who's bad. We're going to tell you how Minnesota United should play them based on their tactics, and we're going to finally give you a kind of a summary of uh, exactly the correct score that you can expect this weekend. Always guaranteed correct predictions, even yep. when ours are different. Yep. So let's go ahead and start. Who is good on Orlando City? Why don't you start with that, son? <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I, I there's... Not
0: really anybody good, so you start. I, I, I think Orlando City had a good I mean, bit of retooling um, of, of players who can actually play against the Minnesota United this weekend.
1: Okay, who do you think is good? So let, let me get. So this is going to be like burying the lead here a little bit. So Sasha question is really good, but yeah. he'll be out due to suspension that he suffered during that Josie kerfluffle that happened in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, Josue Coleman is a new DP attacking midfielder they signed, but he was out with injury last week. Maybe out again this week. Yep.
0: No, he's definitely out this week.
1: Yeah. Dom Dwyer, uh, other recent striker acquisition. He's also out with injury. Also this week. Veteran uh, Dylan Powers. Also out with out injury. Out
0: out as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's a team that has some good dudes, and they've done, I think, an admirable amount of retooling in the offseason. However, they haven't, they can't play them. So here's what I'm going to say first of all, they have Big Dick Bendick, the goalkeeper. Uh, he had a good week last week, including a heroic penalty save. So, so that was cool. They still have new signing out of Columbus, Justin Miram. Justin Miram had a really good game uh, uh, in the opener against DC, so I think he has to be considered the attacking catalyst down the flank. Uh, and last week, honestly, he played as kind of a false nine, so who knows where he's going to play this week. Uh, I guess you could throw in Stefano Pino, uh, ex Minnesota United player from the NASL days. Um, He made his MLS debut last week as a sub, scored the stoppage time goal to give uh, uh, Orlando the equalizer, even though Orlando was down by a man. That was really cool. Uh, Random extra note I'll throw on top of this very short list of Justin Miriam and Bendick. Um, Not only was Pino the dude who scored the equalizer, but PC, also one of his Fort Lauderdale strikers teammates from way back in the day, was the dude who got sent off to put him down to 10 men anyways. So kind of a Fort Lauderdale reunion happening. In Orlando right now. So, uh. Uh, whom do at, you have? At crappy old Lockhart. It's a, we you on the are, cup. Are, are there times you miss NASL? Sometimes. I do. Because now that I'm, I'm doing more dark cloud yeah. stuff, I'm working with the bureaucracy of working with the team and its partners and its vendors, and I'm like, whatever happened to the day when it was rainy and no one showed up, and somebody literally walked in a 12-pack of beer and we sat in the stands and just did stupid yeah, shit? Yeah, no, I, I definitely sometimes miss the uh, NASL I miss days. that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, so yeah, uh, so, yeah. All the players that are good for Orlando are on suspension. But Jason Christ made it work for 90 minutes basically. yeah, um, <coughs> I mean, against DC well, United. No, I guess granted 93, granted. 93 minutes against DC United. So well, Asterisk. Yeah, so Asterisk exactly. Uh, at home also at home, yeah. So let's let's like let's like pump the brakes on Orlando City <laughs> uh, being a good team this year. Agreed. Um, however, Minnesota is not a great team. So, I mean, it would be great if Minnesota can, you know, steal some points there. Obviously, there are some opportunities for us to do it uh, in terms of who's the best player on uh, Orlando that's actually playing, which is you know the caveat. There. Yeah, I mean, if, if if Dom Dwyer gets into the lineup, great. Like he's, but he's also he also dives, and Minnesota knows how to deal with uh, diving Dom. Look, nobody knows more about diving than me, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and we know how to deal with uh, Stefano Pino. So, there's that.
1: Anyways. Oh, that's a good point. That's a yeah. good point. So, so yeah, uh, so there's that. We So, we talked about who's good now, and we're going to, where are we going to attack, right? Who sucks on Orlando City? Do you want to open up with this? Oh, yeah. Can I? Oh, please. Who All sucks right. on Orlando
0: City? <laughs> so. The city of Orlando is a garbage town (laughs) filled with garbage people except for the poor plebes stuck waving wands. All right, I can't can't read my shit anymore. Uh, shitty kids, uh, and bringing their shitty kids to watch good shitty princesses who are making minimum wage, uh... I, I
1: are we lost the thread of this tale. Are we
0: still talking about soccer? Are you
1: still talking I about soccer? I am not talking about soccer <laughs> okay. at all. Orlando was
0: a garbage town with garbage people who live in garbage, and they just basically
1: are garbage people. So that is the end of my soccer rant. We were, we were just on a podcast hosted by some Orlando dudes who were nice enough to invite us on there. Now, yeah, the Roar podcast. Uh... Google that Go give them this, a listen. L- yeah, go give them a listen. Because they probably live in squalor and they could use your patronage. Um, it's, a, it's a garbage town with garbage people who live in a garbage city
0: that is like a, a basically just like a garbage like com, like. So you know what? Here's the thing. Oh god. The fucking so Disney, and then there's Orlando. Orlando is not. Orlando is like a suburb of fucking garbage town. It'd be like if if North Minneapolis had a uh, Marvel universe thing happening, like right up there. Like, oh, here's here's Marvel universe, and then uh, you go over there and you go to Garbage Town, just you know, North Minneapolis. In this analogy, yeah, which is a really fucking terrible thing. Nobody in
1: Orlando is fun or happy or having a good time. Come at me, the super rookie. Now, I'm going to disagree with Zeller here, and I'm going to say that the the shooting at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando was a tragedy. Now, we can have differing opinions I mean, I, on that. I listen, think it was a tragedy. That's no, just my... I agree it was look, a tragedy. Look, you have your opinion. I have mine. We don't have to agree on everything, okay? I believe that was a national tragedy.
0: <laughs> All right, so... It wasn't... No, Different I, I, opinions, different I opinions. I agree with it a national tragedy.
1: I believe that can you, the... Can you agree that uh, Orlando was a garbage town with garbage people? I'm going to double down on my insistence that the Pulse nightclub shooting was a <laughs> national tragedy. Yes, and and we we all, we all agree with you on
0: that. Um, <laughs> can you can you actually make your stance clear on I'm, whether oh yeah. or not uh, you I think s- that Orlando was a garbage town with garbage people? It's uh, let me say this: it's not somewhere I'm going to be moving anytime soon. That's fair. And can I just go with that? And dually noted. Dually uh, not. So. Offensive underscore loons
1: thinks uh, Orlando City is a garbage town with garbage people. Okay, and at Texas Zeller believes that the Pulse nightclub shooting was warranted. (laughs) That's what I got out of that conversation. So, let me, me, uh... That's going to be the name of the podcast. The Pulse nightclub shooting was warranted. We're going to get some fucking listens. Sponsors, if you want to sign up, we're about to get some clicks. Um... (laughs) The, can I say who I thought sinks on, United, or, yeah, uh, on Orlando? Please,
0: please, will you?
1: So the uh, the defense in general is problematic for Orlando, okay? Now, they added yeah. a ton on the front six. I've named a lot of their names already. Sasha Kleschen stands out. But they added very little in defense. So here's the opening week lineup in their defense. Remind me if you can fucking recognize any of these dudes' names. Mohammed El-Munir, Amro Tarek, Jonathan Spector, I that Scott one. Sutter.
0: I know Jonathan Spector.
1: Only name that stands out is the erstwhile USMNT player Jonathan Spector. Beyond that, these are guys who are certainly new to the team, except for Scott Sutter, and they're guys who have a lot of uh, have a lot of chemistry yet to build. Uh, guys like Tarek, that's 20 year old. Uh, excuse me, he's not 20 years old, but their central uh, defending midfielder that they played, which I think is going to be a bit of a rotating cast until they can finally move um, move uh, uh, Yoshi back to the defensive midfielder spot. That dude was only 20 years old as well. So uh, everybody, including the defensive midfielder in the back line, except for Jonathan Spector, is a little bit of a liability. So my belief is that if we can win the midfield battle and get past that, we're going to have opportunities. Now, I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit for the how should United play them, but Jason Christ plays a diamond. God damn it. If nothing else happens in this world, the sun sets in the West and Jason Christ plays a diamond. That's fucking it. And the thing about a diamond is that it can be susceptible to taking advantage of the wings. Even Either you have a compact diamond in the midfield and you're giving up the wings, or you're covering the wings effectively, but you're leaving a ton of space in the midfield. You, you get, you get kind of stretched. So I think with our huge winger asset on our team. We got an opportunity to win that midfield battle, get into the defense, and with this opportune defense on, on uh, Orlando, who the hell knows? Anything could happen. I totally just blew you my whole load on the uh, mo- United Yeah, Play-to. you motherfucker.
0: You literally just blew just like... Just read all your notes? Everybody, yeah. Everybody's load. Oh, I blew no. everybody's that, load. I mean, that's that's exactly how we play this team, right? We... We, yeah. we bust down the wings. We hope that uh, Jerry gets forward. We hope that Tyrone, I guess, crushes it forward. Gets forward. I'd, I'd we- rather see
1: Tyrone and the the other two dudes on the back three start to um, pivot uh, toward uh, op- occupying more central positions as if it were a 3 5 2 if Jerry's getting forward. If Jerry drops back, they shift back over and make it back into a four 4 man line. I don't want to see Tyrone Mears trying to outleg dudes. Yeah, He's not but, outlegging my wife. But you know, this is. This is Adrian Heath's team, right? So you 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 do know that,
0: right? I know what it I know is, what's going this to is an happen. Adrian yes. Heath's team. So, I know what will happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe Jerry gets a moment of brilliance where he goes and and just fucking blows it away. But it's an Adrian Heath team. Um, you, but you're right, though. It is a, a Chris is gonna play a diamond, and so this gives us the opportunity to actually do some work. And this is why I really want to see Ibarra. In the in the starting lineup, and as someone who, because he is the guy, he, you know, Miguel Ibarra is not the best player, probably on the pitch. Kevin Molino is a better player. Christian Miras is probably a better player, but in terms of what he can do and his position, Miguel Ibarra is a better player than both Miguel Ibarra and or both Christian Miras
1: and. Um, Kevin Molino. He has a bigger net impact on the game, even yeah. though it's harder to quantify sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And so, and so, and him like running and lashing balls in, I'm I, I trying to see that than fucking Sam Nicholson or any other fucking winger that we have, the 17 other fucking wingers that we have.
1: So um, I thought Sammy wasn't too bad this past week. I, I thought he's not great, but I, I thought he wasn't awful. Yeah. For what it's worth. Um. Anyways, so,
0: I mean, yeah how should we play them we should you know bomb the shit out of them we should i mean this team should win games like it's great that if we have if we have a good goalkeeper but this team is going to win this team is going to win games 3-2 4-3 2-1 3-1 whatever like this team's going to give up goals this team should be attacking all the fucking time. That's my. So yeah, say let's we're, let's go.
1: Let's fucking go. Let's the, let's win this game. The thought is that we stand to win a four-three game more often than we stand to win a two-one game or like a one-nothing game. Is that? Oh yeah, no, we're definitely not,
0: we're definitely not winning one-nothing games. <laughs> not we're not a lot of those. Not yeah, but
1: we're definitely gonna win a lot of four-three games, and I'm you know what? I'm fine with that. So, I, I, I've, I've said most of my thoughts on how we should play him. A quick note, I, I think that if we don't have Cronin or Luis Fernando available, I'd like to see Warner play in the number six. I don't think Schuler or Ibsen were great. so and, and I thought Colin Warner. Now, granted, this was a Game States thing. San Jose wasn't trying to attack by the time Warner came in so that made it very easy to overlook the defensive liability He can be sometimes um, but as long as he understands his role is as a number six not as a number eight I think you put Warner in there. Um, I'd like to see a bar on the field. Honestly I don't even care whether it's on the right or on the left I know traditionally he's a left inverted winger put him on the right I don't think he I don't think he was terrible filling in for Finley I haven't seen Finley do anything amazing uh, honestly what I'd like to see more than anything is it, I'm tr- it's so tough to talk about this on a podcast when you can't see the thing, you know? It's just audio. But honestly, what i like to see out of the midfield is Ibsen, who I don't think automatically is awful just because he had one bad game. He'll have bad games. I think you see Ibsen and Warner. I think as the three uh, more attacking-based midfielders, I'd like to see uh, Ibarra. I'd, li- uh, I'd like to see um, Molino, Molino, you know, Molino out of the right wing. And I would like to see somebody else taking uh, taking on that spearheading role. Perhaps even you're moving Ibarra up into that more attacking midfield role. He's a little bit more creative on the ball, and you're putting somebody else at that box to box number eight. Lord knows we have a, we have a selection, but you need to get Ibarra out there. And I'd make way for Finley uh, and move Molino out to the right wing before I uh, took anybody else out. But Molino's a ten. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot that Molino was a ten because yeah. I'm Adrian Heath. Yeah so I I, otherwise I've said most of the things I want to say I I love to see this game this team win four three games instead of two one games or to play like they believe that's who they are I had said a lot of times last last year that I thought perhaps this could be a bunker encounter team and maybe there was a time last year when that was what they are but looking at what I saw last time I I, I don't think so especially against that diamond midfield put the foot on the gas play forward win this thing four to three because they're going to have defensive liabilities yeah I agree I mean I think Minnesota Wins this game two to one, okay. And and my uh, uh, we're segueing into the next thing. So, uh, what what is the official pick? You've got Minnesota United yeah, winning two, two to one, one, two to one.
0: Minnesota uh, wins two to one. I, they they put the foot on the gas. I think they uh, just outpace everybody on Orlando City, and uh, yeah, they win the game. carl carol Aaron's gone, so you know, fuck you, Kyle Aaron, <laughs> you're a piece Welcome of shit. Turkey. Uh, I I
1: hope order. desperately that you're right. Um, I think Orlando is not as good as San Jose. Uh, I think they're not as well-gelled as San Jose was, although I said the same thing about San Jose before San they kicked San Jose actually
0: ass. had more turnover. Than they had
1: more turnover, but they they looked uh, gelled. I, I don't think you can assume that Orlando is going to gel as quickly as San Jose appears to have. That said, uh, I think Minnesota is going to benefit from Chris's diamond formation, uh, but it's still it's still the Minnesota Uniteds. They're not great, and it's still on the road. I see a 2-2 two to two draw. Okay. So... That's a great segue into what what, what we do next. We've given you the preview of what's going to happen this coming week, and now we're going to look around the league in MLS. We're going to give you picks or it didn't happen. Uh, Normally, we're going to recap our picks from last week. There was no picks last week, so we got nothing for you there. Yeah, we spent spent two hours talking about Minnesota United and this fucking team. So. So you did not need an hour three about MLS. Yeah, really. exactly. So yeah exactly. Let's let's exactly. give you the week two picks here. Uh, we're gonna bounce back and forth. First of all, Zeller, Columbus versus Montreal. Whom do you have? Uh, Columbus two, Montreal one. Yeah, I got Columbus 2, Montreal 0, so we're uh, fairly good, aligned on that. Yeah. Uh, New England versus Colorado. Whom do you have? I got a 1-1 one, one draw in uh, at New England. The, this I'm going to go ahead and advertise as the worst game of the year. Oh, New England no, and Colorado. Yeah. Totally awful. I put it down for a 0-0 zero, zero draw, so we're still fairly aligned there. Uh, the Real Salt Lakes versus the LAFC's Los Angeles. 3-0 to zero for the Real. Not hot on LA, huh? No. Interesting factoid about LA. If you read uh, uh, Matt Doyle's article, I don't. LA won the game this last week against Seattle. Their expected goals compared to the uh, Seattle's expected goals were drastically outlier lower. What, what that tells me is that LAFC got lucky, and that it's not sustainable. That said, yeah. I don't think I think Real Salt Lake's got a little ways to go. I see a two-two draw. Um, you know, LAFC scored one goal. Right? They scored one goal, and they should have scored none. Yeah. Based on the math. So, uh, no, this is oh, not a great okay. team. Not I, a great
0: team. I, I'm fine with my Real Salt so
1: Lake uh, I, I hope you're right. Uh, fucking Wing Steelers is what zero. Los Angeles is. Yeah. The Wing Steelers, man. Um, Chicago versus uh, Sporting Kansas City's. The uh, Nickelbacks, whom do you have? Uh, 1 1. 1 1. I'm still hot on Chicago. Basti, Nikolic, got no David Akam, but I got a 3-1 to to Chicago. Whoa,
0: whoa, at, whoa, whoa. 3-1 Chicago. At home. Whoa, at home. Sporting whoa. doesn't look great this year. You know, who, you know who beat Chicago at home last year, right? Minnesota United. You're thinking that... Well, one game is a small
1: sample size. You're
0: thinking that Chicago can, can beat Sporting Kansas City,
1: who got embarrassed uh, at their opener... Yeah, you've just three added. One. You've just added to my point. Yes, um, Sporting has some opportunities so far this year. I don't think they have all the answers. Chicago is still a good team. I, I don't think they had so much turnover from last year. They can't replicate it. They're at home. Yeah, why not? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Houston at home against the Vancouver Caps. Uh, four to two, Houston. I've got three to two, Houston. All, all right. right. Houston doesn't lose at home. You know that. They do not. No, they yeah. don't.
0: Unless they tie
1: unless against <laughs> Minnesota United. But they don't lose. <laughs> they don't lose. Um, yeah. the New York Bread Bowls against the Portland uh, whatever's 2-1 what
0: for the Bread Bowls.
1: I've got I've got a 1-1 draw. I'm not so hot on the Bread Bowls, but yeah. hold, did you watch any of the CCL game last night? I did not, but Historic. It, was, it was great. It was good for them. Good Historic. for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I good I'll, for them. I'll root for I'll, I'll root for fucking Seattle playing in the Champions yeah, League. I'd love to see them I'm I'm not, have some I'm, success. I'm
0: not going to, but I you know, it, I'm not going to cheer against them. To
1: to each their own. Um, It was the first time we'd won by multiple goals in this competition in Mexico. Two to nothing. Pretty cool uh, victory.
0: I'm not not cheering against them, but I'm not cheering for them. All right. All right. Yeah.
1: I'll give you that. Uh, Orlando, Minnesota, we already covered that. I had a 2-2 draw. I have a 2-1 win for Minnesota. Excellent. Uh, The Atlanta also Uniteds versus the D.C. also Uniteds. What do you got?
0: 8 zero atlanta united
1: <laughs> another one of those calls huh you know I, I laugh because that's so ridiculous but i've got a 4-1 atlanta <laughs> victory which is a pretty lopsided victory also yeah um not quite hyperbole but whatever <laughs> uh, battle of the coasts new york city fc versus the los angeles proper uh who do you got in
0: in nyc fc uh at yankee stadium i got I got a NYCFC 2-1 win versus LA
1: Galaxy. And I've got an even bigger gap. I think the Galaxy are better this year, but not better enough. NYCFC's the best team in the league. 3-0 to the New York City uh, Yankees. All right. all right. Uh, and then we're going to give you three bonus picks this week. we got three Champions League games that are going to come up next week before we record this podcast oh, again. So, is so.
0: this was... This is, this is for next week
1: this is for next week okay this week's this week's game already happened Uh, we're not calling the stuff that's happening tonight or that happened last night but we're going to give you next week's picks the first one is going to be the red bulls at home against the tijuana jolos uh i've got a two to nothing victory to tijuana um i suppose i should say based on that score that would put them tight on the aggregate i should fucking make up a winner i'm gonna say tijuana winning overall after a penalty or whatever but uh 2-0 Two nothing Tijuana. Who do you have in that first game? I have two nothing to the Red Bulls. You think the Red Bulls are going to be Jolos four to nothing on aggregate? Yep. God damn, son. All right. Second uh, Concacaf Champions League game. Tigres at home hosting Toronto. Who do you have? Two two. I got three to one, man. It's it's fucking Mexico. It's hard to play in Mexico, even if you're Toronto. Uh, Concacaf Champions League. Chivas hosting. See, have you ever had Chivas uh, fucking blended scotch? No. Is that I, a thing? I, yes. I will not drink a blended scotch, first of all. And Chivas is dirty fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ooze. Not a fan. Anyways, Chivas hosting Seattle. Who do you got? Wait. There's a Chivas scotch? That's what it
0: and is. That, and that is a thing that exists?
1: Chivas Regal?
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's what oh. I'm talking about. Oh, Fuck you. Motherfucker.
1: What? Yeah, that's what I was talking about.
0: I don't know. I, I, f- I feel like Seattle wins this thing four three
1: eventually. So w- whatever score gives you that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've got yeah a, uh, exactly. I've got a, uh uh it's again it's in Mexico. Chivas is hosting two to nothing to Chivas. They're gonna beat Seattle. Sorry Seattle. So those are the picks. Fucking go to your bookie. Bet on them because they're all correct. Even yep. where we disagree. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially when we disagree. Especially, yeah. Yeah, just
1: pick one side and then that's, A double down. That,
0: that's the better side. So. <laughs> all right. Yeah.
1: Last segment. It's called We've Got Some Fucking Answers. We got some questions from you. Let's get to the bottom of them. What is our first question from our loyal, desperately loyal fans? First fan question
0: is why don't you like all my hey nice tweets?
1: Because they're fucking garbage. <laughs> Look, you see the number 69. It comes up in life. Uh, you know? Do you know the odds that your battery on your fucking I cell phone is going to hit sixty nine every day? A hundred percent. It's always going to get down to sixty nine percent every day. I don't need to see a fucking snapshot of it when it happens. <laughs> Can you Plus, me I get enough sixty nine in my life that it's not amazing <laughs> to me when it happens. Wait, you said you get enough sixty nine in your life? I, absolutely. The, I get the real thing. <laughs> So it's not amazing to me <laughs> to just call out a number. Look, these are two fucking numbers that are like it's like two people sucking each other's dicks. Like it's not interesting to me. I How get many the real dicks
0: thing. have you sucked in your life?
1: One. One dick. I was okay. in sixth grade. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. he was al- he was also a sixth well, grade. What? Okay. <laughs> just, just he was also a sixth grade. Just
0: wanted to make sure. <laughs> he was also in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, he did not reciprocate either. It was oh, fucking bullshit. That but asshole. I learned everything what? I needed to know. What
0: a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah
1: my homophobia exi- like lingers to this day just cuz that <laughs> shit. But whatever. All right. Let's uh, uh let's answer a different question that actually right. is a real question.
0: Yeah. Um oh, this one was from was really a really good question? In the middle of uh your season preview, I must say, you guys have me can one you read of, one of the most entertaining and fun podcasts I've ever listened to? Thanks for my night. Uh, that's not so much a question, thanks, it's just flattery. Go faster. Yeah, that's flattery. That's, okay. that's fair. All right, will um, so, right. Take that. So, Autarchs at trucks, uh Andrew Hilger says, "Any thoughts on Greenspan? He had some good uh, moments last year. I spent the whole year with Pittsburgh." Dude, any thoughts on uh, he's, Greenspan? He's not with the team anymore. Yeah, no, he's, he's dead definitely, to me. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not I, with the team at all. I hope actually. the best for Greenspan. Because
1: yeah. when, when your career suffers the kind of dead end that concussions can give concussions it. Concussions are fucking terrible. It's awful. And yeah. I've seen so many careers derailed for that. I hope nothing but the best for him. But I'm not tracking the dude at this point. I got a limited uh, attention span, unfortunately. So, Andrew, don't ever ask me any questions again. Because uh, you should know what I like.
0: All right. Um, so Jason Bourne asks, "Why does he actually ask Jason Bourne? Huh? Yeah. What does Heath hate our NASL players? That's um, the verbatim of the question. What yeah. does Heath hate our NASL what players? What does Heath hate our NASL players? Well, so players?
1: we lost a lot of our NASL players here in the off season. Who do we still have? Christian. I although Dunlady started the first game. I think they're going to get a lot of rotation and not just due to injury throughout the season. I, I don't think it's fair to say delani has got it and Christian doesn't. I think they're going to always be be mixing it up. That's just my opinion. So I don't think that's an automatic hate. Uh, Ibsen consistently gets the start. He's one of our NASL dudes, so I don't think there's hate there. Ibarra is the one I can't fucking explain at all. I don't know what he sees in other dudes that he doesn't see in Ibarra, except that Ibarra's contribution is often difficult to quantify. So that's the only thing I can give you there. Those are really our only three NESL holdouts at this point, I think, right? One's an obvious starter. One, I think, is probably a starter as often as not. And the other is, one is the inexplicable is, question. Is
0: he, is he obvious though? I mean, apparently, I mean, my he clearly was not obvious when because he was not a starter. My
1: my opinion is that he wasn't a starter. He wasn't a starter in one game. He he saw first of all, I I think that if you're not going to play two strikers, there still is value in giving Dunlady time. Dunlady had about the same goals per minute rate. That Christian had last year even though Christian got more minutes so I think you have to take that into account I think that Dunlady is still to some degree a project that we could either turn into a starting striker or turn around for a bunch of profit and I think that the team has to be mindful of that opportunity but I don't think that makes him the obvious and only starter I think they're both gonna get equal time this year that's my opinion okay But um, borrow though as the NESL holdout that Heath hates Uh, We've talked about it. Ibarra having sex with Mrs. Heath. uh, Adrian got a hold of the footage. Uh, No, no. Miguel Abarra is watching. He's taking
0: the video of uh, Christian Ramirez taking the video. Or he's... (laughs) uh, Hold on. Ibarra taking a video of Christian taking a video? Ibarra is taking a video of Ramirez taking the video of... uh, Somebody plowing. Mrs. Heath, and that's
1: kind of the. I feel like Ibarra had the worst footage job. of it. Listen, Miguel, can you please just record Christian with a camera? I feel like I don't know. Please, Anyways, that
0: would be a, our, that would be amazing.
1: Our uh, our theories on this change each week, but Jason Bourne, I don't know what to tell you about Ibarra. No answers there. Uh, what's our okay. next question? Um. Uh, With what you
0: have seen so far, do you see Inchi as your ongoing coach or just a coach getting you to the basically the finishing line of the stadium opening? I mean, clearly he's not the coach (coughs) that is uh, at opening day 2019,
1: right? I, I, I don't believe that you hire a coach. Uh, specific, uh, Unless you're in a, uh, an extenuating circumstance Like you had to fire your other coach in the short term Or something like that I don't think that you hire a coach Ostensibly for the long term like Adrian Heath But with the prediction That's going to be somebody else opening it I think that um, they've Minnesota United is slow to make these kinds of moves They're not the kind of team that's going to just Fire dudes even based on performance Some of that is frustrating I want to give you a corollary here Atlanta United lost their opener And they lost it bad. And what we heard from the coach right after that game is, we need to go out and get some defensive signings. Can you imagine the reactivity and the speed of the reactivity if our team had a game like the one they just had and in the press conference afterwards Heath said, we need to go out and get some defensive signings and we're going to do that? Can you imagine what that would be like? Again, because they wouldn't do anything. We, We wouldn't. No, we would never do that. But to hear the immediacy and the confidence that that was the strategy they were going to take based on one poor performance last week, that was really exciting if you're an Atlanta fan to know that the front office has your back. I don't see Heath as doing that. I don't see Manny as doing that. And I think that as a combined force, none of them have what it takes to get us over the line competitively. Now, is he going to be the coach when we start at Allianz? I think there's going to be enough frustration for some of the reasons I've outlined that there's no way that he's going to be able to continue unless things change around drastically. You know who's sitting around right now, waiting for a job? Um, 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 I can think of a handful of names. Who do you have in mind? Jason Grace <laughs> from Orlando. He's. You think he's sitting around waiting mm-hmm. for a transfer? Maybe. All right.
0: Maybe we'll see. Okay. Um. All right. So good. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Um. <clears throat> uh. F- from Miller Tallboy. Uh, Which opponent would you like to see MNUFC play in the Champions League?
1: He seemed to be referring to the UEFA Champions League. Am I
0: wrong about that? (laughs) That's what it looks like, but I like... Listen, I like... Uh, Milwaukee Loons, they're a good, they're good, good crew. Let, let, let's um, give a Concacaf answer and let's <laughs> give a UEFA answer because I right. can't tell what he means. So UEFA answer is Liverpool because that would be amazing. That's
1: pretty much my answer. Yeah. I, we would lose, yeah, but oh I no. just love to see he him. He gets
0: that shit kicked out of us. That'd be so ugly. A home and away, leg. it's our defense. Yeah, exactly. But so in the uh, Concacaf Champions League.
1: We've played, we so we've, we've played. So who would you like to see Minnesota play? That's a really good question. So it would have to be a Mexican team. I don't care much for the other countries, and uh, certainly not a Canada team. Um, I think uh, Cruz Azul is a team that I followed for a long time. I'd love to see Cruz um, of the teams, for instance, that are in it this year. I think Tigres stand out. I'd love to see us play Tigres, and they're they're uh, uh, kind of perennial in this tournament. Tigres, I suppose I'd say. All right, I would say uh, yeah. I would say Tigres or Chivas. I would say Pumas, actually. Pumas, okay. Yeah. yeah. U-A-N-A-L-A. Yeah. Okay. I
0: don't know. That's just my I just named so. all the
1: Mexican teams I know. I don't fucking follow
0: <laughs> them. That's fair. Um, all right. So you can find us always at uh, TDIKMN. That's where we uh, generally hang out on Twitter and, and shit. Uh, Facebook, the Daves I know. Facebook. <laughs> I actually little, it out I literally posted some shit. That on there is unlikely. Last week, uh, you can follow Martin at offensive underscore loons. Me at Texas Zeller. Um, email us at thedavesandell at gmail Is there anything else that we got to go? S- slide
1: into my DMs if you've got a great Pride tifo idea. Ooh yeah. We've uh, I've gotten advance notice of when our Pride game is going to be this year, which is something the team wasn't great about letting us know last year. Now we've got it. Uh, let me know if you got a sweet Pride TIFO idea, and we'll see if we can make it
0: happen. Yeah, slide into uh, a pencil S- underscore into loons it. into his DMs.
1: Slide in and out of it. He's going to take it. He's going to take it really,
0: really hard Whatever and really do. well.
1: Whatever i got to do. So. Hey, uh, uh, we're going to go. My support to the victims of the Pride, uh, i had the Pulse nightclub shooting. I know that we've got folks that speak on this podcast sometime that are not supportive of you. I, I say... It was national tragedy. Oh.
0: And also check out our our appearance on the on the Roar podcast.
1: <laughs> also, that fat. that was a,
0: that was the thing we just did. So, we'll we'll link
1: you guys on our Twitter to the Roar podcast. You can hear our yes. appearance there. Yes. Hey, we are the Daves. You know, this has been the Daves. I know. Thanks for listening.
0: Things, son. Long as you do yours, land here, become fee, con. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, we do yeah. our things, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, we, we do our things. Do it. Yeah, we, we do, we, we do it. We uh-huh. do our things, son. Some paint a piece, some spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh-huh. On, we, we do our mean, things, know. son. We can't do nothing at all. all. Yeah, I know we can't not
1: can do nothing at all. I can't do nothing at all. Yeah, I know we can't do nothing at all. Check it out,